From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Waco Texas. I'm here with Jeremiah Jennings from Alabama. That's right. Birmingham, Alabama. We're glad to be here, Paul. Yes. So we attempted to podcast last night. You want to tell our friends of the show what happened? That's right. Me and you were were hopping on. We were at uh, the silos where Chip and Joanna Gaines have all their big Magnolia empire that they're running down there. And we broke all the stuff out and the security guard came up and said, no, that's not happening. Um, so shut us down. Shut us down. So um, Andrew came with us, and uh, he's over there getting everything fixed up with the uh, video and, and audio and all that. And we're here at the hotel lobby, and that's going to be a great day. So uh, before we begin today's show, Jeremiah, we need to thank today's show sponsor. You're a friend of the show. Do you want to guess who's sponsoring today's show? It has to do with money. Money, money, money. Oh, man, I don't even know. That's Gulf it. Coast Bookkeeping. There you go. Down yeah. in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, we appreciate them uh, sponsoring today's show. If you guys are at about $100,000 or more revenue, it's time for a good bookkeeper. And I recommend the company that we use, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. So, Jeremiah, you guys uh, came out here, you and your wife, for the Together in the Trades event, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to be here. This was our first conference we've ever been to. Um, I actually kind of got into the industry, the green industry social media side of things like a year and a half ago. So I'm still figuring everything out and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, Mr. Producer, he was asking me in the elevator what your rates are. So we might, yeah. we might have a, in the Mr. Producer network right now, we got Fullerton, Unfiltered, Kid Contractor, LCR Media, and my podcast. Yep. We might have a fifth one. We're trying to add another one in there. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, big money, but (laughs) it's worth every penny because the the awesome audio quality really separates the shows from the other shows. Exactly. Just because he's got 40 years under his belt doing this. So tell us a little bit about your business over there in Birmingham. So, yeah, we're we're actually in a suburb of Birmingham. Um, We're in a little town called Trussville. Um, I have been in the business since 2018. Is that near Jason Creel? Yeah. My driveway is five minutes from his driveway. Wow. I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. We were right next to him. So He's doing some remodeling, huh? Oh, yeah. His whole house is getting redone. It's all pretty white. And, you know, that's the trend now. So I'm sure his wife got him on that. But they got a bunch of kids. I think I don't know four four kids yeah yeah so they're remodeling their whole house he's building I think he's building a barn out back and all kinds of stuff but yeah he's got a good and I pass him on the road all the time and Alabama turf pros yeah a little plug real quick Jeremiah we actually teamed up with Jason Creel really all his products are on our website now. Cool. And uh, you guys can get some hot summer deals at greenindustrypodcast.com. Jason has his weed control fertilization programs. All that stuff is now uh, teamed up with Green Industry Podcast. So. Yeah, and he's a good. that's a good resource because he's somebody that's been in it for a long time. He's, he's uh, 
ran his test. He knows what to do, what not to do. Yeah. So you know if you go to get his stuff, you're going to get good quality. From both the technical, chemical side and the business side. Exactly. He knows how to do it profitably, and he knows how to have the weeds gone. and the. He's ran multiple. You know, he started out mowing and stuff, so he yeah. knows how to do all that, too. He gives good advice on all that. And check out his YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. So back to your business. Yeah, back Trust to Phil. me. So we're right there around his area. Um, I've been in it since 2018. As a business owner, I've been working in it since I was 2015. Um, I'm 21 now, and it's just been a, it's really a God thing. I started working in it in high school and this is actually a multi-generational business. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but this business that I own now is really like a 30 year old, 40 year old company. Um, the guy that I was working for in high school bought it from the guy that started it. And so we worked together in high school and, um, he was ready to go to college. The owner that was, that I was working for, he was ready to go to college. So he paid his way through college with it. But when he finished, he went to college to be an engineer. He wasn't going to be, he was, he was doing landscaping to, to pay his way through college, which a lot of people do. Yeah. He didn't love the industry. He didn't want to keep doing it every day. So I was like, well, I enjoy this. Um, I, I think this is something that I might want to do. Yeah. So we decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on this on my own while he finishes college. Cause he got super busy. He couldn't do it all the time. So I took it over and I started doing stuff. And then he was like, yeah, I'm done. Like I'm just ready to be done. I'm burnt out. Um, so I decided that I was going to buy it from him take it over. I, that was my senior year of high school that I started that. And I wanted to go to college because, you know, everybody says go to college. It's good. And you learn a lot. Well, so I went to a community college close to us and I went there for two semesters and I ran the business full time during that. And it was the most stressful year of my life. <laughs> um, I mean, I know a lot of people do it, but it was just extremely stressful. I, I figured out that college wasn't going to be the path that I wanted to go. And um, so I did it one year. I was taking just business administration stuff and it helped. I learned a few things in it, but I said, this isn't going to really apply to what I'm doing every day. I, I, I feel like I can do this. I can learn myself. And so I quit that, uh, quit college and I actually started renting my equipment from him. Mm-hmm. Me and Brian talked about this on full turn unfiltered, but, um, I didn't, I didn't go out and finance a big truck and all this stuff. I started out and I rented my equipment from the guy that I was working for. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't need it every day. So I was like, well, I can just, can I just rent it from you until I get enough to do you mind sharing what you paid to rent it? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was crazy. I think I was paying like, ah, uh, a hundred bucks a week for the truck. I think it was an old 1997 flatbed. Okay. 2,500. I was a hundred bucks a week in that, I think. Um, and then the, the weed eaters and stuff, man, I don't even remember. It was, it was very minimal. I mean, hundred bucks, 150 bucks a week, something like that. Okay. So it wasn't, it went, when you're bringing in a thousand dollars a week at that age and starting out, I was like, well, this is, this is good. I mean, it, it, yeah. it allowed me to not go into debt straight out of high school. I and I know it. that's a big thing that you're, yeah. you're in. So I love it. The one thing I did do is I went and I financed a mower. Uh, I went through John Deere. They had zero percent zero percent interest his mower was going to die soon Mm -hmm. so that wasn't a piece of equipment that i wanted to buy from him um so i was like well i'm gonna go i did that is the one thing i financed so i got that and then i rented his equipment and then i bought some of his equipment from him eventually bought some weed eaters and small stuff from him um but it worked out really well it was a seamless transition i kept man i think i kept probably nine out of ten customers that when we transitioned that year so it was just it was a god thing he really worked it out um, wow. and it was just so, so now awesome. do you the uh logo on your shirt yeah it's your company now you're completely 
um, separated That's from right. him. And I'm separate. The equipment, the accounts, everything has transitioned to you Correct. completely. Correct. Yeah. When we were doing it, it was L&L Lawn Care because his brother and him started it at Lee Croy and Lee Croy. So that was where the L's came from. Um, but I, when I bought it, I was like, I'm going to take it. And, you know, this is good advice for small guys. Or not small guys, just people starting out. And it's stuff that you've talked about, Brian's talked about. When you're going to name your company, try to – and if you've already done it, it's okay. But if you're naming it currently or in the future, try to not put your name in it. Right. And that's something you're doing, right, with your new my company. My new business. So my first business was a disaster. I had three different names. Yeah. <laughs> I have, uh, we have Andrew over here who's um, – really uh helping me with branding and marketing now but we have uh created a second business that's actually named after the region of the area so that if we go to sell it one day my name's nowhere attached to it and it will just you know it will have more value at the point of sales exactly and when you're growing the company the the your customers don't always expect to see you out there when your name is on it right. they expect to see you in the yard every day right but when you grow your company and you get to five or six employees you're doing office you're doing estimates you don't yeah. have to be out there every day and you don't get as much pushback from them not seeing you so that's a big thing when it comes to naming it that, that yeah. I took what was the, what is the name growing green landscapes growing green landscapes, landscapes. Yep. yeah Awesome, man. Well, let's do this. We're going to kick it over to Mr. Producer here from today's show sponsors. And uh, coming back up, we're going to hear more from Jeremiah here in Waco, Texas at the Together in the Trades event. We'll be right back. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. And the Green Industry Podcast returns in just a moment. Hi, friends. It's Mr. Producer. We all know how important it is to keep our feet comfortable and dry while cutting that grass and making that cash. Cujo has created a special yard shoe that is a tough hybrid work shoe, merging boot-like durable tread and water resistance with the flexibility and light weight of a breathable athletic shoe. It's built for a cool and comfortable hard day's work. You can order your pair of yard shoes by clicking on the Cujo link in today's show notes. And don't forget to save 10% with the promo code PAULS10. Again, that's promo code PAULS10. Thanks for listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Once again, here's Paul Jamison. All right, so we are back here in Waco giving Jeremiah a crash course in podcasting. Big shout-outs to Andrew for coming with me to Waco. Jeremiah, you see how all these cables and cameras and technology is overwhelming. I used to do all this by myself without Andrew. I would get overwhelmed and stressed out. So it's so cool to have Andrew here to, to help um, get all this situated. So That's why you forgot to hit the record button. Yeah. Because you're doing it all by yourself. Yeah, at Toro. Yeah. We were at Toro Company in Minnesota, man. Of all people. And uh, one of the biggest interviews in the history of the Green Industry Podcast 
and John Pajak's there, Brian Ring. We had a good episode too, man. I was feeling it. And we get done and my heart like sunk because I looked down and I saw that the record button was green. It should be red. Yep. And there was no timestamp. And I was just like, oh my. And I had to sit there and tell these guys that came in just to be on the show because of COVID, they were going to work from home. Yeah. I was like, guys, we got to redo it. Did y'all redo it? Yeah, we reshot it. Well, they were very kind. Could have been worse. I mean, they could have been like, no, we're leaving. We have stuff to do. Yeah, well, Fullerton did it before on Corey Ballard's show, I think. Really? They interviewed Corey and then realized, oh, forgot to hit record. So in your podcasting career, I would recommend making sure it's recording. That's right. So, uh, you're, you're thinking about starting a podcast for real yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've got some equipment set up. Um, I, I got into the YouTube world a little bit. I've done some small stuff, nothing too big, but, uh, the podcasting thing has really intrigued me because I've learned a lot from it over the past year, year and a half. And, um, you, you think there's podcasts, there's podcasts there, but there's always something else to talk about. Like there's, yeah. there's always another, another something. And I've already made some notes of things that I, that I would like to learn about and know about that I haven't heard talked about on other podcasts so yeah. for me it's one of those things that like i've learned so much i want to give a little bit back to the community even though i'm super smart and i don't have any fo- any social media following or anything like that but it's somewhere to start and just say hey let's get on um i would like to talk to some other business owners in our local community and even across the country and kind of keep it a little in between i mean yeah landscaping green industry but at the same time just bring in the business concepts as well. Yeah. Because that's such a big thing that like, yeah, you're running a lawn maintenance company, but you got to know how to do the business side of things too. And there are plenty of other businesses that uh, entrepreneurs that have started, I mean, restaurants or uh, real estate, I mean, uh, that are in business for themselves that mm-hmm. you can take their concepts and plug them into your small business. I mean, every big company started out as a small business at some point. So if you can get some yeah. of those on the show and, and talk, that would be that's what I would love to talk about and just, and, and bring some good content from, from me. And I want to learn during the episodes, but also let, uh, the listeners here and learn, learn a lot from them as well. Yeah. Well, Jeremiah, we're at the marriage event. Yeah. You're somewhat newly wed. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your marriage and how your wife and in, in your business, you know, how, how you have all that flowing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got married about a year ago. Um, we just celebrated, celebrated our one year anniversary. This is actually kind of doubling as a anniversary trip for us Amen. So, because you know, we're out here in Waco, Magnolia. That's what all the women want to see. So we went out there and spent some time out there yesterday. Um, but, uh, she's actually a pediatric nurse. My wife, Savannah, she's a pediatric nurse. So she has another job and career outside of the business, but she also does some stuff, um, in-house with us. She's learning how to do some billing and all that type of stuff, some office work. Um, she's actually, when we do our annual plannings and our flower beds and stuff, she goes and helps with that. And, um, there's no cameras out here, but you can actually tell I messed up my hand pretty bad recently. Uh, I got it caught in some hedge trimmers and uh, almost lost some fingers, but they put them all back on there. So she's actually come in to play a big part in the business recently in the last month because, um, she came out and helped did some flowers and stuff when I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was almost bed rest. I mean, I couldn't, my hand was just inoperable. So I'm going to be one handed for a while, but she's, she's been a huge part and it's been a, it's been a joy again to come out here and meet with other married couples and, and they're running businesses together, but she's a, she's a huge part and I couldn't do it without her. 
Yeah, for the lawn bros that are like, you got your finger cut in the hedge trimmer. Do yeah. you, do you feel comfortable talking about oh, it? Oh yeah, we can talk about it. What you what you want to know? How, how do you how, how does your hand get how does in, it happen? Uh, okay. like, in the blade there? So we were having this conversation actually last night. There was a group of us sitting around talking, and muscle memory is a huge thing, guys. Okay, so <clears throat> what I was doing is I've been running a pole trimmer for three years, and I know everybody that has hedge trimmers. You know, you put your left hand on the pole and hold it with your right hand, all that. So. I've been running one of those for three years. Well, I went and bought a set of Milwaukee standard size, like 22-inch hedge trimmers because I wanted to go battery-powered and lighten things up. Well, it was my first day using them. First time, first job, beginning of the day. I mean, like brand new out of the box. And I was out there trimming a boxwood, and I just it was low to the ground, and I started going with it. And the muscle memory of grabbing that pole um, with my left hand, I went to grab the pole, and I just stuck my hand straight in the blades. And uh, it... Yeah, it, it severed my first finger. I mean, it was, like I said, it was hanging off. And they got, got all the tendons and the ligaments and my other, the index and the ring finger. But luckily, I had emergency surgery that night, and they saved the index finger. And then I waited about a week and could just to get an open surgery day, and they went back in and fixed the other two. So luckily, I've still got fingertips, and I should have pretty close to full range of motion. But um, it's a big thing, guys, muscle memory, and just, just being super careful. I mean, I, and through this, it's it's uh, brought to my attention that we need to kind of add some safety features on these hedge trimmers. I'm going to talk to Mark Parker about this, hopefully, um, because I feel like you should always have to have two hands on these hedge trimmers to make them run. That's something that's that's came to fruition for me, and it's like that, that needs to be a thing. It needs to be a safety feature because it's so dangerous, and especially people with the big companies that have employees. Like, this is me. I'm an owner-operator, and I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, dumb mistake. And you're careful. It's not like you're exactly. chucking the truck. You're meticulous, you Exactly. Know? I was. I mean, I've done it for four or five years now. I know how to run these things, and I've always been the guy, that's not going to happen to me. Oh, yeah, it happened to me, and I didn't even, I wasn't expecting it at all, but I'm an owner-operator, and it happened to me. That's my fault. But if it was one of my employees that did that Mm -hmm. in a small business like mine, I have two, three, four employees. If that was one of them, I would feel responsible. And and, and even though it could have been an operator mistake, it's just one of those things like, you just have to be so much, so very careful running these things. There's so much power behind them, even a battery yeah. powered. It wasn't gas powered. And I mean, it, it went straight through it. So that's, um, it, it, safety is a big thing when it comes to using these head trimmers. And I know companies near us, uh, big companies with a lot of employees, they don't even allow, they don't even allow their employees to use electric head trimmers. They have to hand prune everything. Wow. But safety is a big thing when it comes to using them as a, as with every piece of equipment. And I mean, hearing and eye protection and yeah all that stuff so it's it's been a learning process i mean it's definitely i got a long road to cover it's gonna be about a year before i'm back to normal wow but so what can you do you can mow yeah i can blow. mow. i can mow and blow that's about it <laughs> mow and blow because <laughs> i'm a jeremiah's lawn care that, mow and blow that's right we might need to uh, create a second business when make that the name mow and blow mow and blow but i can mow one handy with because i've got a zero turn so i kind of use one <laughs> maybe hand. that should be the title of this episode mow, mow and, and blow, blow. <laughs> yeah. jeremiah yeah it's it's oh. crazy but I, i've tried holding the weed eater one-handed but about 10 minutes in my forearm is about to uh, explode wow. <laughs> holding it one-handed so who does all the um, edging, hedge trimming, weed yeah, eating, all that stuff. Now I've got uh, three guys that work with me through the summer, so they've they've picked that up a lot. And mm-hmm. this has actually been a blessing in disguise because for you owner operators out of there that are kind of on the fence of getting out of the field or uh, staying in it every day, this has kind of made me get out of the field. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've wanted to trust my guys to go do stuff and say, yeah. "Hey, you go do this," and I'm not going to be there. 
So yeah. it's on you, and it's made me trust them, and they've done well. I mean, it's a big, it's a big step. Yeah, um, we're working on the business, not in the business. It, trust exactly. you brought up trust, like you see uh, Andrew here. Yeah, it's so hard because you want to do everything yourself. That's right. Because you right. just feel the control and that you know no one was gonna no one's gonna take as meticulous care of yeah. everything as you. And I'm going through it with Andrew right now. It's like we're I'm releasing trust and letting him. Yeah, you know do what he has to do and he no no human being's perfect so yeah. it's like you have to build in grace and mercy that there'll be mistakes and that there's not that imperfect employee out there or no. subcontractor it's, it's not real so it's no. like I'm figuring it out, bro. I, yeah, hey, I we're in this together. I mean, yeah. we're both figuring it out. I mean, as as we sit here watching. Andrew, Andrew, do you have anything you want to chime in out over there about trust and, and, and growing a team rather than us trying to do everything? 100%. I think what you said about grace is so important. Just um, letting letting each other fail and trusting people and letting people fail. That's yeah. one of the biggest things. Not me. if they're intentionally showing up late and yeah, doing no. a bad, but if they're showing effort and they're truly exactly. trying to, to bless your company. to And you can take that to the Christian life. How many times do we fail? Right. And God gives you, un, I mean, it's uncountless. It's countless forgiveness that you're going to get. So why? Yeah. how do we have any right to judge people for messing up one time? I've messed up many times in my company. I mean, you like you said, you busted a window out pressure washing. But if that would have been one of your guys, that would have been I busted, a I busted multiple windows out in oh, my yeah. day. And, and Not that's just a, pressure washing. But. No, and we did that. Actually, this year, just like a month ago, we busted out a front door. One of my guys did it, and wow. it was not a cheap front door either. I don't know if you've priced front doors recently, but they are high, especially when they're full sheets of glass. And it was, it was a learning experience for me because... I had to, you don't get mad. You give grace like we just talked about. Yeah. I'm not going to get mad and chew him out. It's not, it's, it's just as easy as it could have happened to me. He was being careful. Yeah. And it was just a stray rock that got away. And back to your point though, blessing in disguise yeah. is if you wouldn't have had the injury, you probably wouldn't have delegated as much. Exactly. And, and, and so in hindsight, I mean, we hope you have a full recovery and years from now will just be some scars and a story for sure. But you are gaining that delegation that I think all of us listening as the owner of the business teeter totter. How do I grow this thing and, and yeah. bring on the right people and all of that? So, and it's, it's huge because it, like I said, I've been wanting to get out of it for a while. I mean, the last six months to a year, I've been like, I got to figure out how I can get out of this and go, and go estimate and sell jobs. And, and this is one of the things that has made me do it. That's like I said, I mean, it made me, I physically cannot be out there anymore. So yeah. just made me put trust in my guys and, and build a good team and just know that you're trust your, trust your business and trust your employees. And it's been, it's been a good, uh, good process so far. It's just a, a lot, long way to go for healing. Cool. But, well, Jeremiah, how can people connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes. I'm also on YouTube at Growing Green Landscapes. I don't do a lot on there, but there's some stuff. And then the podcast. Podcast should be dropping hopefully by the end of June. Okay. I'm waiting to get listed on iTunes right now. Oh, okay. But um, Growing Green Landscapes podcast is what okay. we're going to call it for now. Um, we might change it in the future, but that's what we're going to stick with. So cool. it's pretty easy. Growing Green Landscapes on everything. So y'all, y'all go check us and out. It might be, it might be in our ecosystem. You might be joining us. Yeah, yeah. We we're going to try to get into it and see what we can do and build cool. a grow the community and build more relationships and all yeah. that fun stuff. That's one cool thing about the community is all these guys are the guys that are here are team players. Yeah, like Caleb Allman. Yeah, Brian Fullerton, Sean Spencer, Naylor. They're all supporting. It's. Uh, I hope you feel that vibe just being here. Like it's everyone's like, let cheering each other on For and sure. encouraging. 
And you don't get that when you're a local. It's like guys are looking at you like competition. Not Jason Creel. No, I'm sure no, he's like, no. what's up, bro? Yeah. But I love that uh, feeling of we're, we're like all on the same. You feel like we're like a whole team. That's right. Being and, here. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, we so. have just a quick minute. I know we're about to wrap up. But that's what we were talking about last night. A group of us were sitting around and some social media guys, they were saying, Hey, we're not even competing against each other. Like we, right. we all have huge followings. I mean, and not like, oh, look at us, we're big. But they're saying, yeah, we have fifty thousand people, subscribers, Instagram followers, whatever. So we're putting out content, and we're competing because, like, in the bro world, hey man, and my video did better than yours, blah blah blah. But we're not really competing. We're building each other up. We're yeah. cheering you on, like, because it, it, I want you to do. I want you to receive um, a blessing from. Almond's Instagram posts and learn a lot and Fullerton's videos and all that. So it's it's been a fun time and seeing everybody work together and community come together. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jeremiah. We look forward to uh, promoting your podcast soon once it comes out. Yeah. See ya. See ya. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.